two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis, penis. Hello, Jenna Cantor here, and I wanted to come on, start the new year just with some reality so we can really just be a little bit more prepared for what to expect in this world of musical theater. And I actually want to go from my own experience on how musical theater is not what I expected, okay? I actually grew up as a ballerina. I went to Paloma School of Ballet. Mrs. Derby was my ballet director. I I worked with wonderful teachers. I actually got pretty far as a ballerina and ended up while I was still in high school getting a stress fracture and, and just injuries that just halted my career as a ballerina and then while I was at at the University of California Irvine that's when I took a musical theater class sang one song and knew right away oh my gosh this is for me okay so while I was in school I didn't know about sheet music there was so much I didn't know so I learned everything I remember somebody talking about about 16 bars and 32 bar cuts and that being some, some of the most foreign language I had ever heard of while I was in school Well, my first, aside from just learning basic logistics of, you know, how to hand the music, how to give tempo, not snapping and things like that, I I remember thinking, oh, look at my school. They're casting the same people over and over again. Here's the deal. School is just a preview. It's a preview of what goes on in the real world. In the real world, Every place is going to have their favorites. Every choreographer is going to have their have their favorites. Every director, every company, it's going to happen. So if you're at a place and you're not within that inner circle, that's okay. Thank you. Next, go to the next thing. Of course, you can keep showing up auditioning. You never know when a door might open where you fit in a spot. That's beautiful. But the favoritism is going to be anywhere just think put yourself in the other person's shoes the director's shoes wouldn't you kind of naturally want to cast the people you already friends with people you already know are great to work with it's going to happen it's going to be it's going to be a thing all right also things that within the musical theater worlds was wasn't wasn't what i expected getting my things on my resume in college it does not equate the professional things on my resume. So get as soon as I started to get professional things on my resume, those are actually the credits that meant more to other theaters, not what I played in college. And that was a big that was a big eye opener for me in my experience. Someone may have experienced something different, but for me, that was that's what re- people really looked at to help guide where they would cast me. I I got to perform as a as a very notorious villain for a major cruise line at one point, and that was a big role that got me cast uh, in other places where they knew how to place me just from that one professional credit. Things like that do matter, but of course, how are you going to get in the door with that? Honestly, keep showing up. And I was always putting in the work. That's that was another thing. I I thought 
you know, just showing up. But like, if you're not in acting class, if you're not constantly working and investing your money in constantly growing and your time and constantly growing, then how can you expect to open up the eyes and, and keep opening up the doors of possibility? It, it, we always have to be working on our craft to improve, to get better. For us to ever think that we're a finished product basically stunts the uh, the opportunity of artistic expression, even on a selfish level. So we should always be putting in the work. Now, when it comes to casting, that's a whole other thing. Lord knows we need a lot of changes in our industry and hopefully there'll be continued work towards that. But when it comes to casting, it's not necessarily the talent that you have that's going to get you in the door. You may see someone get cast that you really don't think is as talented as you, you are, or they may not even be your competition, but you're wondering why they get cast. Listen, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. If people get cast, they get cast. All you have, you can only look at your own plate and keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep showing up you got to keep showing up you got to keep doing this work uh, you're gonna want to give up over and over again you're gonna want to blame other people over and over again guess what if you try to blame someone great that's awesome that's doesn't mean the door is gonna open for you there so uh, you know like you always have to think of how to move forward. I just think we can get so freaking blocked. I've gotten blocked. You're going to have periods in your career where you'll get so distracted by the catering job that you're working because you needed to start making money to make ends meet because you didn't book during the Christmas season or the for summer stock or anything. So you're doing your a day job to get by while you're there's maybe less auditions at the time, but you got to make the money. But then you get distracted by that. You you'll find that like you're suddenly engulfed by this life of the waiter and you have to watch out for that you got to call yourself out and wait how am I actually putting myself out there for my career still or am I halted and blocked that has definitely happened for me did not expect that also social life the people you're going to make friends with especially when you're working regularly and your other friends start working regularly you will struggle at points on on socially who you're going to hang out with because you, not everyone you're friends with will be in the same state as you are in. That's a whole other thing too. You know, that journey of finding those relationships, those long-term relationships where you can consistently see them. For me, I found personally having those friendships uh, uh, like people who are not performers were key for me. So that way, when I came home, I always had people I could rely on that I could spend time with, especially I, I was fortunate to have an, and still am to have a lot of talented friends. Guess what? They book work, they leave. Ah! So I got to make those friends who are still sticking around. Also, I didn't really know what to expect as a non-union performer right now. I'm currently still non-union. You know, I'm knows I might change to union. I, I'm, I'm really just not in a rush on that. I, I like the consistent work I've been getting at this point. But the one thing I really didn't expect is there will be a point in your career as you age up, more of your friends will either leave the business or they'll be, they'll be in the union. And the people who are non-union, they will stay the same young age. So you will, if you choose to stay non-union for a very long time, you'll be aging up, but you'll notice the regular crew of people who are showing up at this non-union auditions will be the same age. That is something totally unexpected. Didn't realize that was a thing, a thing at all. But that's also why if you have the talent you could bring and you're great to work with and everything, didn't know that 
being older and a non-union performer, that actually opens up a lot of doors. It opens up a lot of doors. It's kind of incredible uh, for regular work. I'm not guaranteeing you, but from what I've seen, from what I've personally experienced, absolutely incredible. Being a theater performer, there's so many unpredictable things. There's a lot of things that need to be changed that we're seeing in the industry. And honestly, even when I'm talking right now, I find myself massively in my head about what to talk about, about what what, what I'm going to cover. Even as I'm speaking, I'm questioning what I'm saying because there's always regular fluid changes in our conversations to be appropriate, to be respectful from each other, for, to each other. I didn't realize in musical theater how much, as, as much as we are often fiction, sometimes we do produce nonfiction on the stage, we have such a profound effect on society. We really do. Everything we do, whether it's the access that's provided for auditioning to what we present, it's what we're teaching, these subliminal or very direct messages we give on stage for people to really see or reflect on how they behave, where things need to be changed, all that stuff. I, I mean, we have a profound, profound effect. And I'm really, I, I'm learning that every day, growing every day on new things to learn about in our, our history, in our cur currently current things that are going on. We are important. We are important in the conversation. We are important to make changes, social changes, everything. And that is something I really do believe in being completely open about to constantly learn more as I go in this beautiful field of musical theater. Beautiful, painful, difficult, challenging field of musical theater. This is a bit of a rant, but I wanted to just open up all these thoughts and just musical theater is just so unpredictable. I mean, literally, I'm doing this right now. Who knows if this will be an outdated an outdated conversation by the time this is posted. But welcome to the new year, to 2022. Happy to be in this conversation with you all and just be an open book as I continue to grow and hopefully help you grow too as we just have conversations about what's going on in theater, what's, go what's gone on in the past and just enjoy this life in some way because it's not easy. All right, mwah. <laughs>